If I got if I got that paid that kind of money, I would get my contract signed and I would coast for the rest of my contract. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I told you guys last week, I think that that's my nana's theory about like Von Miller. Yeah. How she will oh, on that rant. He got paid and then he's just He's like, Chilling Hey, out. you guys want to talk about my chickens? They're like, No. It's like, <laughs> all right, well that's all I'm gonna talk about for four years. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's like, he just got his big old fat paycheck and now he's not playing he doesn't want to play. <laughs> That'd be me in the NFL. You you remember that video when Jimmy Graham was on the Seahawks and like he completely just let a block go by? That'd yes. be me every game. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> see ya. Yeah. You know you we, we gave you this big contract and now you're not even you're barely even playing. We're gonna cut you. All right, I'll take sure. my I'll take my uh, millions of dollars with me. That's what I definitely <laughs> would have done if I was uh, Kirk Cousins, who got his entire contract guaranteed. Oh, a hundred percent. That's basically what he's doing. As <laughs> so, although arguably. <laughs> so imagine what's going to happen now with agents in college football. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of money wasted, and then everybody's going to wise up about it, and eventually people are going to start actually making good decisions. Well, they're marketable at, the, at a college level, so they can they, you can still get paid great money as an agent and as a player just for your shoe deals and stupid shit like that, despite the fact that you don't do shit in the NFL. Yeah. Reasonably. I mean, once that whole thing actually gets... Again, it's not going to affect a single person. Yeah. You can refer back to last week's podcast for me to rant about that if you want. <laughs> it's there. I left it in. Not not, it not that I considered taking it out. I'm just saying I left it in. <laughs> That's what... Nope. 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 What? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> Almost going to go there, and then I decided not to. Uh, leave it in yeah, yeah that's probably going to be the, uh, the open Welcome to Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. I'm Hong Kong Tiananmen Square. Oh, and, and I'm an angry ESPN employee who doesn't want you to talk about Hong Kong on the internet or have an opinion about it. <laughs> no, no, I and think this the employees. Is Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, David Morley, man. He's just fucking shit up everywhere. I love it. He's like, you know, the basketball offseason has been pretty I'm so quiet. Here for it. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to shake things up a little bit? Honestly, you you guys know I'm 100% all here for this. Yeah. Yeah, no, we all are. I believe. Luckily for us, compared to conventional uh, media outlets, we don't get paid a fucking dime. So we're not owned by China. <laughs> yeah, that no, does help. Our- one we might lose our one listener but i'm all right with it 
That's so, a, that's another thing that's been fun about the NBA offseason. Aren't there a number of, no, actually, I think I'm thinking of the wrong sport, of athletes turned rappers? Uh, uh, I mean, well, Dame Willard. Yeah, just Damien and uh, Shaq coming after him. I mean, that's a Twitter beef, or not Twitter beef, a rap beef, if I ever heard of one. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually... Mean, I, not from a hip-hop standpoint, but from a <laughs> this is hilarious to listen to standpoint. From an entertainment standpoint. Yeah, exactly. It's very good from an entertainment standpoint. It, as soon like like that's the problem with with them. Uh, like like I I non ironically love it and and will listen to them and stuff. But like none of those songs make it onto playlists, right? Yeah. So you know, and, and at the at the end of the day, you're looking at like these beats and you're going, uh, yeah, like Pusha T or. <laughs> Or Kendrick Lamar, or you know Vic Mensa, really even like would ro- would roast you guys. I said Pusha. Did I say Pusher? You know. I said Pusha. A little, a little bit. I'm, I'm, you Pusher know, Pusher T and Victor Mensa. So the Jonas Brothers are in town tonight, and one of my coworkers came into the office and was like, "Oh yeah, like my kids, they're really excited to go see Jonas Brothers." Blah 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 blah. Uh, and she was like, "I don't really know any of their songs," and I was like. Here are the ones that I like. <laughs> and we never had this conversation. Listen, if you hear and the that, word 3000, you know you're hearing a good song, okay? So that's what I told her. I was actually a really catchy one. That I only know because it was from some animated movie soundtrack. Uh-huh. And it's probably one of my favorite music videos ever. And she was like, there's a generation gap here, isn't there? I'm like, you're only like five years older than me. It's not just a generation gap. Jay's like five seconds from muting us. Yeah, he's, you know... <clears throat> The things that he puts up with in our friendships. You remember when um, Trent Dilfer was going off about Cap and Randy Moss just gave him the death glare? That's, That's me right, right now. now about the Jonas <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm sure the Jonas Brothers never would have sidelined Colin Kaepernick. And also, to be fair, liking the Jonas Brothers is a lot less bad than Trent Dilfer trying to speak on race issues. <laughs> you know, in the year 3000, maybe racism will be over. It won't. It's more likely that uh, like races will just have ceased to exist because one of us will have killed the other one. I mean, I was going to go with the optimistic, like, we'll all blend <laughs> together because... Inbreeding, yep. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, so now that we got done with... Peaked. Yeah, now that we got done with the, uh, the section of the podcast... Oh, sorry, what was that, Jay? Can we get back to where we were talking about when this all started? I want to talk about the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, now that we've sufficiently talked about things that Disney employees cannot, let's continue. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, so NBA. Yeah, that's um, been really interesting. Uh, I'm, at this point, I'm sure everyone's aware of the whole Robert Morley tweet and all that. Robert The thing Darryl. that I think is... Wait, what? Daryl Morey. Whatever. Oh, yeah, Daryl. I said David earlier, too. I'm sorry. Obviously, he matters so much in our personal lives. His name matters very little compared to his position, which is the guy (laughs) with the rockets. (laughs) That dude. That dude. Um, But, yeah, so what I find far more interesting is 
the fact that ESPN, a Disney-owned company, uh, has sent out an, uh, a memo throughout their entire organization saying, you may not talk about the political leanings that are surrounding this story. Leanings. You can talk about you know the basketball aspects of it, but do not talk about any of the political aspects of this, which I think is fucking absurd, right? <laughs> Don't talk about China being a dictatorship. Don't. Exactly. Don't talk about the fact that China is committing fucking human rights violations left and right. Remember, it's a republic, a just like us. Both sides. Exactly. <laughs> Run by Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Again, we're not monetized. We we can say whatever we want. I mean, even if we were monetized, we could say whatever we want. We'd just become demonetized. <laughs> exactly. You'd be like, so about that. I, I really so one of my favorite things of of this whole like podcast thing where like people are actually like, getting money and stuff now is Bill Burr where he does reads for people and he just does them and if the people like contact him and are like upset with him, he just goes, Here's your money back. I don't care. Whatever. And yeah. he just he just goes, Yep, I lost a sponsor. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's like, yes, I like that. <laughs> I prefer the Daniel Tosh approach of, well, we're not going to laugh anymore. Well, I'm not going to give you your money back. Yeah, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Morley, man. Yeah, it's been uh, very fascinating as it continues to develop. I was really uh, happy with Adam Silver coming out in favor of at least Morley's uh, free speech. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's probably the best he can do from his position. I get that. Yep. I don't understand why it's so fucking hard to say, wow, violating human rights is a fucking issue. But if we can at least say, I support the guy that wanted to say what he J wanted to say, I can get behind that. Hey, Jay, I, I don't appreciate you being disingenuous. You know exactly why that's a problem. <laughs> I, do, I do know exactly why. <laughs> because he needs money. Yeah. Well, and he's a representative of the NBA, and the NBA is... Very much, uh, I'm sure. Well, restricting no, things that he can do. Yeah, it all it all comes down to to money. He he yeah. just like with with when people were like, oh, Roger Goodell is going to get fired because of the things that he was doing with uh, not handling like the Ray Rice situation and several since then. Uh, and people who knew anything about it just went, uh, "Have you seen the profits in the NFL recently? He's not going yeah. anywhere." Because that's literally his job is maintain the. It's the same issue that we're having with uh, with Ed Woodward at Manchester United is that profits were up so high that nobody cared that the team was tanking, and now we're at a spot where it's tanking so badly that the profits are starting to suffer, and they're going, "What do we do?" So that's what I talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, I talk about that a lot. You know. Yeah. Everyone thinks that you know a team's only <clears throat> concern is winning. That's their first primary concern. No, no winning is their second concern. The main concern that any team has is profitability. They could give a damn about the wins. Yep. However, wins are also a good way to drive up profitability. So they tend to go hand in hand. But when you get like an all-star on your team, even if you're losing, you're still selling that jersey. You're still making money. That's still great for the business. Yep. If you want proof, just remember that Tim Tebow is a minor league baseball player. <laughs> the Broncos had Tim Tebow for quite a while. Yeah, well, in their defense, in their defense, there were times at which the entire stadium was screaming his name. Exactly. So. Yeah, but also like he. 
was very heavily marketed to Broncos fans. Exactly. This is like right, like so. You're talking about look, we paid a shit ton. Like, let's mess about like all the stuff that he's gonna be good at. Now that I think about it, like I don't exactly remember like what they said he would be good at when he was coming to Denver, other than being like he's gonna be developed talent and he's just gonna be a really good quarterback. We need a good quarterback. I liked the idea that a lot of people kept pushing out there being like, he should play running back. He should play tight end. And it's like, these are totally different positions, but uh, okay. I mean, people do that to any, any athlete that comes out of the exact same, the exact same thing that they did to Lamar Jackson. They're like, he should play running Mm -hmm. back. And it's like, yeah, except he's not built like one. Yeah. He doesn't even like to run. (laughs) I mean, he's a pocket passer. He likes, he likes passing. He's like, huh, stand back here, protected, and throw the all the game, or yeah. run out there and risk my career every single play. Uh, I think I'm going to stand back here. You you guys go ahead. Yeah. Like, he's a good runner, obviously. Yeah, he's fast as shit. He, but that doesn't mean, but he doesn't like it. You know, he likes, like, even look at his Louisville days. He liked staying in the pocket, throwing big bombs downfield if he could. And then if he had to, he'd scramble out and just, uh, pick up the yards, but it was never his, like, first priority it's just every now and then moses parted the red sea for him and he went well i guess i've got to do this exactly well i for one am quite excited that we're starting off the nbc the nbc the nba season with uh w- with some controversy because with all of the player movement that happened all of these teams suddenly have high expectations that that either didn't or have them for a different reason. And so all of the narratives are exactly the same. It's why isn't this team performing correctly? Was this the wrong move for him? Wow, this this is really working out, and you knew it was going to work out because they were superstars the whole time. And we could write all of those narratives now, and then we could just assign the correct team to each narrative a month from now. And oh, yeah. I think that this is a way more interesting way to spend our time is looking at like the actual, the actual structure of... Uh, I mean, uh, I think it was Bill. I think it was Bill Simmons' podcast I was listening to today or yesterday, where he pointed out like this could actually affect the NBA salary cap. Like the salary cap, part of what that is built off of is off of these TV deals that they've been trying to push in China. And if China craters the whole thing over this, like it could actually start affecting players' bottom lines. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I mean, the the really like the larger <clears throat> aspect of this all too isn't necessarily, and it's actually bigger than the NBA. It's China trying to show their, uh, you know, w- what they're going to do with trade restrictions moving forward while they try to negotiate trade deals uh, in the next in the upcoming months with the United States. Um, so this is just their way to flex nuts, basically. <laughs> Because, <clears throat> sorry, I'm laughing at the idea that I just used flex nuts in a political flex nuts. <laughs> here, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> is that something the user are saying now?" Yeah, that flex nuts. How, That's totally a thing. how specifically do you flex your nuts? I mean, I thought that 
they were just kind of like a thing like some things just like hang there they weren't like muscle like you can i usually the, make like a little muscles. hole with my index finger and my thumb and i just pop them through there that's is that flexing though kind of like you're like you're stretching the, the skin yeah i don't know if they, like, like to me like flexing is like contracting your muscles i think it's like the bat wing oh god the worst visual ever i appreciate that you have that visual (laughs) god damn it that one's still locked away in the bank (laughs) oh my god lord help us all Urban Dictionary. It's actually a thing. Also, I appreciate how the past three texts have been Max Kellerman, the <laughs> pale white rapper back in 1994. The Randy Moss pissed off. Like, this is pretty accurate. Oh, wow. This is this is actually older mm-hmm. than I thought it would be. I know. I've been saying that for a while. Hmm. Flex nuts. The ghetto boys. So it's like 1990s because damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Was in Office Space. Yes. 2000. That's right. Yes. An excellent move. But yes, continue with your sports talk. <laughs> I don't think we're having sports talk anymore. Came um, out with Jennifer Aniston and that guy who looks like the guy from Friday Night Lights, not the movie, the TV show. Yeah, that guy. That but guy. Um, yeah, no. So what I was saying when, when we got lost in flexing nuts uh, is that a lot of this is has a lot more to do with the overarching uh, trade deals that China's trying to work out with the United States in general, um, rather than just oh here we're, we have a problem with the NBA because they're doing it everywhere. They're trying to show the U.S. market that they own the fucking U.S. market, and what the U.S. market is saying is. You're right. You do own us. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Like, like Activision Blizzard today uh, is getting a lot of heat because they had one of their esports guys uh, who plays Hearthstone. Um, he like me- he mentioned support for Hong Kong at one point, and they banned him for a year. Took all of his winnings, and then they also fired the two casters that were like. Uh, that allowed him to even speak in the first place. And they didn't even say anything. They were just broadcasters. And they're like, what, what does Yikes. this w- winner have to say? And they got fired. So Activision Blizzard is getting a lot of heat. And it's, so it's just it's just bleeding into every facet of entertainment of the U.S. market. You know, uh, gaming, sports, uh, South Park getting banned, which I understand why they got banned. I'm surprised Ooh, they were open, hard. honestly. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't right. I, I don't think they should have been banned, obviously. But I watched that episode and I was like, oh, I get it. I see, I see why China might not appreciate this episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they go hard on, on China. So for, for somebody who doesn't... Sorry, keep going. What was that? Basically, they're, they're accusing them of everything that they were about to do. Because that episode came out last week, I think. And then this week, China's like, oh... South Park's right. Ban that guy. Get rid of the NBA. You know, yeah. all that. Yep. Um, 
so for people who who like like it's easy to understand why China is so sensitive about the idea of you know people being critical about them because like they literally don't let their own citizens do that. Um, mm-hmm. For somebody who doesn't necessarily understand, or maybe just to give you guys the opportunity to like explain it slash me not wanting to admit that I might not know the entire bit of it. What is when people are expressing that they are supportive what is China? No, what, what is the Chinese exactly? Sorry. Is it a? It just sounded like you were leading into that. What is a China anyway? <laughs> if I may so inquire, I am familiar with a China doll. Does one but... define a China? And why is it always referenced as fine? Is it fine? Yes. And is it pronounced China or China? <laughs> um, it really depends on who you ask there. No, what what does it mean? Like, what are you uh, really saying when you say that you are in support of Hong Kong? I know that there was this extradition bill, and I know a big a big way that people were at least painting that. Um, which seems right to me, was that it was kind of an overstep by the Chinese government to kind of reestablish holds on some place that had already taken its independence from them, um, for the most part, at least. Um, what what can you guys elaborate on that that isn't necessarily clear to somebody? So it's like, I think a, an appropriate... Um, like not maybe like equivocacy, equivalent, whatever would be like say that the United States government was much more like Chinese government, and California, like had for a while been operating as like California does, and all of a sudden there was this big legal debate between like California and the federal administration and like, especially like you're talking more like pro censorship pro like the like typical communist structure, um, more government control, uh, things like that. Um, like if we in San Francisco were like, uh, like something had happened on the federal level that would have restricted our freedoms here in California, we would have been like, dude, Fuck you. Oh, my food's here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you in a minute, man. Give me a second, bro. Um, So it's kind of like that because when you look at Hong Kong, I mean, Hong Kong is a a major center for international trade. And so they specifically uh, have much more to do with like commerce and... um, like they have like more of an international group of people, like people visit there all the time, but they also have some of the like largest equity gaps in all of like the world, including in China. Um, so there's that. And then like Hong Kong isn't necessarily like super independent of state like China. Yeah, they they're a semi autonomous state. Yeah. The, and so they receive different, like, benefits, but, like... Aid, if you will. 
Yeah, they're they're a free trade market that opens up trade with China, which was previously locked off to the world. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. I will. It's a very appropriate Kira thing to answer the door to get her food in the middle of talking about China's government and China-Hong Kong relationships. <laughs> so listen. Um, so there's a major tension there because over the years, as Hong Kong embraces more aspects of Western culture and you have a lot more like American businesses that in American people that invested in businesses in Hong Kong that are growing really well and a significant factor in all of China's growth, not just in Hong Kong. Um, they feel like they're more obviously like not entitled to, but that a bill like this one with the extradition would infringe upon their rights as a semi-autonomous state that has like yeah. deep economic ties and they feel like, well, we have obviously been this successful. Like, you shouldn't really be fucking with us. Um, what really spurred it was, what's the name of the chick? She's like, I don't know if she's mayor of Hong Kong or like something along those lines. I can't remember. But this woman who's in charge, she originally Do they have a was prime saying minister? they something like that. I can't remember. Seems like what she they would was call saying. It that she was going to comply with the extradition bill. And right, I remember this. Oh, you're talking about Karen Lam? Yes. Yeah. And chief that's, and yes. Um, and that's what really threw a lot of people for like this huge like the fuck loop. So yeah. I think if she hadn't taken that stance, it might not have escalated as quickly, but yeah, that's what spurred it on. And then now they are calling for five key things, which was obviously the first one being the complete withdrawal of the proposed extradition bill. Um, they want the government to withdraw the use of the word riot in relation to the protests. Mm-hmm. They want um, the unconditional release of the arrested protesters and charges against them dropped. They want an independent inquiry into police behavior. And finally, they want implementation of genuine universal suffrage. So when you talk about genuine suffrage, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But it's also they interesting want to be able like, to vote and not be no. beaten to death by police. <laughs> I can see why reasonable to me. That. Right. Well, so something that's been really interesting to me about this is like, you know, just the cycle of how different economies and societies have developed, like, you know, back when we were growing up, right, like, China was generally, you know, they had their economic centers, they were, you know, a key part of major international trade, but mostly in, like, handmade artisan goods, or foods, or agriculture. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really until the early, like, mid, early, mid, early 2000s, when Hong Kong really established itself as the center for specifically like technology and like the next gen products. And so their economy just took off because American businesses could invest so heavily in that. And as a result, one of the things that's been so impressive about China's economy is that they have lifted more people out of poverty in a shorter period of time than 
than any society in the history of like humanity itself. Like Mm -hmm. they have brought so many people into upper middle class status. Um, They've allowed for people to open their own manufacturing centers and not just in Hong Kong, but in other smaller towns, like throughout China at the same time that just widens the, like the economy gap. So you're looking at this like incredibly pivotal point I think in like Chinese history right now where you're seeing like okay is this new economy that has forged itself over the past few years is it going to be responsible for shaping the policy of a very traditionally eastern like the whole entire Chinese government is that going to start changing how that looks and if so what does that mean for countries like America like where we still have significant barriers to voting and elections and actually participating in your local democracy like there are still you still have gerrymandering you still have you know like the results of housing segregation that occurred because people in, like circumvented the civil rights act with discriminatory housing policies like you have policies that force people further and further into to poverty versus actually breaking the cycle because the people who hold specific amounts of power like are systematically enforcing it so it's like if china is going to get their shit together or like however that's going to shape up it's either a going to make america look really shitty or which it already does right or (laughs) like it could be something to propel us to like match what they do so anyway should be interesting yeah, it could be interesting. <laughs> no, it is. It is interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, let's say I was unfamiliar with forty percent of that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just get on rants. I feel like most of this podcast in the middle is like Kira goes on angry rants about state of world, but ends on generally optimistic note. Let's get back to sports. <laughs> Hey, I do the same, except with the, uh, the optimistic ending. I was going to say, Jay, <laughs> Jay does that, except he just goes, so yeah, everything is bad. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. That's true. Let's equate this to preseason basketball. None of it matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can equate it to Manchester United. and. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about soccer last sad, week, did we? How sad that has been. We did not. Um, have either of you watched any soccer in the last two months? Oh, yeah. all the time. I think I watched one game. <laughs> oh, I did. I watched. Um... Oh, I watched two games in one day. I remember I was texting about it. Oh, yeah. Real Madrid and. Was it Paris Saint-Germain? Was that the. Yeah, PSG. Yeah. And the other one was the other Spain city. The one where they look like Tim's chips. Valencia? Barcelona. Bar- yeah, I think it's Barcelona. Anyway, they look like a bag of Tim's Cascade chips. I don't know what Tim's Cascade chips Oh, oh, the bag. No, that's uh, that's Atletico. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Atletico <laughs> Madrid. Yeah, with the, with the pinstripes, the, the red and white stripes. Not pinstripes, every, but... Every, everything about that fucking uniform. Okay, so there's Atletico Madrid, and here's Tim's chips. Oh, tell me that's not okay. the same. Tell me yeah, that's not the right. same uniform. 
<laughs> if you're Everything if you're about- listening to this, I really hope that you go and just look up Atletico Madrid's uh, uniforms where they're wearing the striped shirts, the blue shorts, and the red socks, and then look up a bag of Tim's potato chips. Do yourself a favor; it's worth it. The visual is worth it, <laughs> side by side. When I, first, when I first like thought of that, I was like, oh yeah, the pinstripe looks the same. And then I actually took a look at both of them and I was like, oh my god, every part of it is the same. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down. Do you think that counts for copyright infringement? I think it should. I think it should just be a sponsorship deal. <laughs> Why sue each other when we can both profit? Yeah, fair. They just, they'll just put the uh, Tim's word across the jersey. Atletico Tim's. <laughs> and their shorts would say potato chips across them. Only on the butt. Only on the butt. The white guys would have it saying original, lightly salted, and then all the uh, Spanish guys would have jalapeno. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with barbecue. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from going with barbecue on. Well, for soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah, soccer. So, uh, everything's bad. Um, Manchester United's bad. They look like they have a better chance of being relegated than winning the league. Um, oh, awesome. Just never, never where you want to be. Um, it looks like Liverpool, Liverpool has a nice lead right now. They look like the... At least so far, they look like they're performing as the best team. Well, it's a long season, so we'll see what ends up happening. And you know, injuries will matter too. But they look like the best team right now, and they're I think I think they're six points ahead. Last I looked, um, they're in an international break right now. Um, yeah, there's not really. It's it's just it's all bad. Like like. <laughs> nobody cares about like what's really bad about Manchester United, so I'm just gonna say it's all bad. Like everything is bad. The players Everything's are bad. on fire. The players are bad. I I bought stock in them, and that's bad. And you bought actual stock. I bought actual stock of Manchester United recently. Well, not that recently. Before this all went to shit, and. Uh, uh, the manager appears to be bad. There's no director of football, and that's bad. They can't get people to actually come to the team to like sign them as free agents or not as free agents as transfers, uh, because like these that's people like, d- these people don't want to come to play for Manchester United, and that's bad. Uh, tons of their players who are already bad are hurt, and so they're playing with worse, more bad, bad players. <laughs> Uh, it's a disaster. It's a, da- it's a so disaster. It's like a all around. no win, no win situation. There's no winning in sight because it's bad. So that's Manchester United. My hope is that in January they sign good players and then they can be good. But I'm not optimistic. Um, I don't know when we're going to be good again. So that's soccer. Um, it sounds like never. Although, uh, also MLS, uh, MLS playoffs are on, and the Sounders are the second seed in the West. And oh shit, 
don't really look like they're in form right now to be able to beat the likes of LAFC. Um, but we'll see. You know, they've just got a. The big the thing LAFC, is LAFC, LA Galaxy. No, uh, they're they're both they're two LA teams. Um, there's uh, LA Galaxy and there's LA Football Club. Um, interesting. And the football, the Galaxy is the one that had David Beckham for like a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, and now they have uh, Zlatan. Oh, yeah. Ibrahimovic. Ibra. Ibra the Zebra. I just like saying his name. It's really fun. It is really fun, especially if you try and like give it the cadence or the accent or whatever you want to call it. I like the cadence. No, you're not going to take the bait? Okay. Um, He's just going to scream it later. We're not paying attention. To do it, uh, I was trying to bait you into doing it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, all of that stuttering I'm doing is to get to the point of saying uh, Seattle is second with a goal differential of plus three, whereas LAFC is first with a goal differential of plus 48. Oh my! So that's the difference between oh first and second in the West. Uh, in the East, the top team has a goal differential of plus 21. So, LAFC is far and away the best team in the league. Uh, their I mean, main goal sound equitable. Their main goal score. Well, no, soccer isn't. Their main goal score. It just broke the record for most goals in a the season. Um, they look like they're going to just demolish teams. I mean, they have they have eighty five goals on the season. Uh, the <coughs> next highest in the league is sixty three. So they have 22 yes. more goals than any team. Like, like 33% more goals. <laughs> more plus, more than that. It's like you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> so they would be the heavy, heavy favorites to win this. They look the best right now. How long is the MLS season? Uh, th- like 30 plus weeks. Something like that. Okay. It runs from, I think it runs from like March till like November. Sounds like thirty, maybe maybe like maybe like thirty eight somewhere in that thirty to thirty eight somewhere in that range. Yeah. I know I just gave myself a range of two months, but you know. That's smart. Leave yourself some room. It's somewhere between zero and fifty two weeks a year. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that region. It'll happen between now and next year, give or take infinity years. Exactly. Well, that's fun. No, everything's Turn bad. It. Oh. Weren't you listening? I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was posting things on Instagram. Fair enough. <laughs> you didn't want me to weigh in anyway. I've just been mean. Yeah, I mean, everything's bad, so, like, Mm -hmm. there's that. Exactly. If anything was Um, good, then, then yeah, weigh in. But everything's bad, so. Turning now to real sports. Tennis. Football happened this weekend. (laughs) I thought you were going to say tennis. No, there's no no interesting news in tennis. Andy Murray's playing again. That's exciting, but that's about it. I thought you were talking. Um, Yeah, well, he retired due to injury. Um... And now he's gotten some surgery and stuff, and he's trying to make his way back into it. 
making a comeback. Yeah. Trying. Lost this morning, but it was a, it was a hell of a match with a good okay. player. So well, hopefully it works out. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, football. Let's talk about the big news out of the Pac-12. <laughs> Trigger alert, Seattle fans. This one's going to sting. Y'all <laughs> lost to fucking Stanford. Stanford. The second worst team in the Pac-12 North. Stanford fucking beat Washington by two scores, I might add. It was oh my God, it was, it was so great. Jimmy Lake was losing his goddamn mind on the sideline. It was so funny. I'll bet. I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. Yeah. I watched the second half. Yep, same. It was brilliant. It was it was great. <laughs> it was it was an absolute domination on defense. <clears throat> and then it put Washington's defense into a bad spot. This is also the softest Washington we we've seen basically since Chris Peterson's taken over. It just was so not pretty, which was really fun to watch. And Chris Peterson learned a valuable lesson that most people in the Pac-12 North know, but he's not aware. Um, Stanford fucking sucks. <laughs> They're here to really? ruin your season. Shocking. Oh, they are. They are not fun. They play they Big Ten football are. with multiple tight ends, and they just try to beat you up on the line. It's great. It's really fun, it's fun to watch when it's not happening to me. <laughs> And especially when it happens to you, Dub. Yes. Oh my God. I, I was, That's the more beautiful so part of it. Glorious. I was texting Jimmy the whole time. It's like, remember when you were making fun of Wazoo last week? Comes around, goes around, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ducks narrowly made it out of uh, Cal. <laughs> well, and yeah. Arizona was... barely made it over Colorado. Yeah, that one seems to make sense to me, though. Neither are great teams, but both have moments. Yeah. Khalil Tate having himself a day. Whew. Was it like 400 passing yards? Just feasting on that Colorado defense. Arizona's a scary little trap team. For real. I'm looking Kevin at the... Sumlin. I'm looking at what's coming up. Colorado. Oregon plays Colorado. Yep. We're still number 13. God, it's going to be so much fun the rest of the Pac 12 regular season. Who did we say? Who did you say you guys have in the Pac 12 championship game this year? I I don't think we did, did we? I didn't say. I don't know whether or not. Um, Yeah. I think the North is still. The North still has some mysteries to unravel before we get that Utah. far. Um, or no, this is south? Yeah, they're in the south. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I like Arizona State, Oregon for the, for the matchup, but I could very easily see Utah pulling out of that one. Um, I don't know. Last week I would have said Washington still has a good shot at the North, but not so sure anymore. <laughs> Wazoo, I, I'm really not sold on Wazoo's team. That that looks like a very uninspired team. I haven't watched a single Wazoo game. Oh, you should have watched the Cal or the UCLA game. It was 
hilarious. They get, they blew a, a four or what is it, thirty five point lead with an offensive guru at the helm. Yikes! It's not pretty. Yep. Then they got beaten on by Utah. Now Arizona State's gonna take them on. Yeah, if, if Arizona State beats Washington State, I'd probably say Oregon's my favorite for the North, unbiased. But there's still a lot of questions there. I think Arizona could slip out of the South, too. That'd be really fun. What do you got, Kira? Yes, that. Sorry, I, I got pulled into a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no, no. You just you started a conversation and then dipped out of it. <laughs> no, no, I made I made the mistake of opening my computer. Yeah, I'm still gonna go Arizona State UW. I don't know how good of a chance UW even has at the North anymore. Cause they have a loss to Cal. But Cal has two losses now, right? In the Pac twelve? Yeah, I mean they're gonna be able to justify Cal. Let's see. Cause Oregon's got the outright lead at this point oh my god is oregon state in second for the north no don't t- no because they're one and one in conference oh my god they are <laughs> Stand for no it has two because of two losses well yeah. my my uh my what do you call it? ESPN has Stanford as second. Uh, I think it depends on which. I mean, it's it doesn't really matter at this point because. But if you're if you're going by least losses, it goes to Oregon State because they're one and one. But then if you're going, you know, wins first, then Stanford is second. Anyway, either way. Yeah, Oregon State's gonna be the dark horse. <laughs> oh my God, Arizona State, Oregon State football champ game. <laughs> Calling it now. Oh, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like, oh my God, the the, the Beavers, that shit ass team. Wow. Okay. Well, I've got money on the Beavers winning more than two and a half games this year, so I need one more. Let's oh, go. They got, UC, they got UC, Oh no, they they got Utah next. Never mind. But yeah, they they're, UCLA. They're gonna lose against Utah, but they do pride themselves on being giant killers. So the important thing is Washington State is back in the rightful place at the bottom of the conference. God bless. That's all that matters. I know. <laughs> Suck it, Wazoo. You're bad again. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, I don't know who I dislike more. Wazoo fans or UW fans, honestly. Having been around both of them quite a bit. Uh, it's UW fans. I think I would go with UW fans. It's, it's yeah, UW fans I mean, Wazoo. Really that close. Wazoo, Wazoo fans are like fans? preppy, douchey, and that's also very annoying. And then really? now, that they're, that... now that they're winning, it's even worse. Well, my. Now that they were winning. The Wazoo people that I know were not preppy. They were, uh, they were like farming people. They also weren't winning. But now that they're winning, also, they're acting like they're hot shit. It's like, hey, I hey, feel hey, like you still want to I feel like UW fans are way more um, 
preppy. You'd be surprised. They're, they're more like fratty. Uh, wazoo. Uh, yeah, those, I see that. those are synonyms the, the, to me. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah I, no, I no, the I think bro. That's more. What I, I see the difference. I see the difference. Yeah. Like preppy is like like I remember. So my friend went to the Stanford UW game this past Friday and or Saturday, and he was like, uh, it was weird because like both fan bases were just very pretentious. Yeah, and like he would go to like both Stanford and UW tailgates and just be like, hi, like, I'm just a college football fan. Like, I'm here. Like, I go to actually Arizona, or I went to Arizona State. Like, I'm from out of town. Like, I don't, like, can, like, what's up? Like, what are you doing? And they would all just be like, oh, okay, well, hi. And then there's like, turn around and, like, ignore him. Yeah. And he's just like, other places that you go, like, Utah, so not like that at all whatsoever. Oregon, no, yeah. Well, they average. were trying to convert you. Because you dub fans and Seattle, <laughs> Seattle sports fans in general don't recognize that other teams have ever existed. Yeah. They live in their bubble and they don't want anyone else in their bubble. It, it's ridiculous. Because it's honestly. my bubble. Yeah. yeah. It's my bubble. They still like, I, I, I honestly like, I, I imagine that the most uh, useful degree at UW is actually a history degree. Because that's all they fucking talk about. Yeah. Remember we won the we won a national championship. Ah. Bro, I wasn't even fucking alive when you won a national championship. <laughs> and you yeah. shared it with Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> it wasn't it was a split decision. You still got you guys still want to talk about it? Okay. Yes, they do. You know what also was the case back when you won a national championship? Russia was the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> so let's oh, talk man. about your national championship what's funny is didn't i didn't have the first attack on the world trade centers before that i didn't realize how big of a fan my mom was of the huskies until i graduated from oregon and she was like okay i can go back to wearing my husky stuff and i was like oh, i didn't even know you really cared that much she goes oh yeah <laughs> oh but yeah arizona is the outright leader of the pac-12 south I guess they're technically tied with USC, but USC has a loss and Arizona doesn't. Arizona has a loss. Oh, not a conference uh, loss. Not, not a conference loss, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have a loss to the University of Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hawaii Let's Boise State this week. <laughs> That's going to be sad. <laughs> Fun fact, with uh, Michigan's loss the other day, Boise State became the all-time winningest uh, Division One team. Yeah, Boise State! It's like a 73% win rate or something like that. Wow. About the blue field, bitches. Smurf turf. get a tramp stamp of smurf turf <laughs> i think that goes on the front actually and you have to <laughs> dye your pubes <laughs> oh. no, you, you dye the skin underneath and you bleach them 
Oh my god, what did that just turn into? <laughs> the biggest turn off ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly frightened, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>